I am now pleased to introduce our keynote speaker, Mr. Chen Guang Cheng, and to present him with the Doctorate of Laws, Honoris Causus from IWP. Mr. Chen has an extraordinary background. He is known to many of you as the barefoot lawyer. He was born and raised in a poor remote village in Shandong, China. He was blind since infancy, infancy and barred from school until his late teens. He actually taught himself law as a young adult and became a committed advocate for the poor, disabled, and persecuted. His work drew the displeasure of the authorities, leading to over seven years of harassment, including repeated house arrests, detention in black jails, and over four years in prison. Over, after 20 months of brutal isolation in his own home, on April 20th of 2012, he made a dramatic escape that actually caught the attention of the international media. The American embassy in Beijing secured his temporary safety before high-level diplomatic negotiations enabled his exodus to the United States. He has continued his human rights advocacy and has received numerous awards, including being named to, as the Time Magazine 100 Most Influential People, and the uh, United Kingdom Parliament's Westminster Award, and the Bradley Prize, just to name a few. Mr. Chen has established a nonprofit foundation to further human rights in China. And he is also a distinguished senior fellow in human rights at the Witherspoon, Witherspoon Institute and the senior distinguished advisor to the Lantos Foundation for Human Rights and Justice. He also serves as a visiting fellow at the Center for Human Rights at Catholic University of America. We are honored Mr. Chen today because of his enormous moral courage in the face of totalitarian coercion. A regime he faced not only imprisonment, but also the possibility of death for his resistance. One of the great lessons that we try to impart at IWP is the tyranny of communist totalitarianism and the importance of recognizing its ingredients and what is necessary for us to actually resist it successfully. Mr. Chan is a paragon of courageous internal resistance and this plague upon mankind. Mr. Chan, we are so inspired by your moral witness and we are very pleased to honor you today. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> 
Congratulations, class of 2023. <laughs> uh, thank you, congratulations. Uh, thank you, Ardana Walsh, for your generous introduction. It is truly an honor to give the commencement address to these graduating students. Today, I will share my view of China and the Communist Party. I will also share some of my experiences in China and how I came to be a barefoot lawyer and human rights activist. I hope my story will prove useful as you step out into the next phase of life. But first, I want to see uh, how grateful I am to receive the honorary doctorate of laws from IWP. For me, this has special significance. It is my first degree in law. <laughs> in China, I could not go to law school because I'm blind. I had to find other ways to learn about law. That's why people call me a barefoot lawyer. Why barefoot? First, in the Cultural Revolution, there were uh, barefoot doctors. Peasants learned basic medicine to treat people in rural areas. Maybe they were walking barefoot in the field one moment, then treating a patient the next. So barefoot doctor. Similarly, a barefoot lawyer had no formal training. How did I become a barefoot lawyer? The story goes back to when I was a baby. I had a fever, but our village was poor. My mother had no money for a doctor. I went blind. Being blind in China meant you were outside of society. I was not allowed to go to school. In rural areas, blind people studied fortune-telling to make a living. This would be my future. But I didn't want to give in to fate. When I was 18, I found a school for the blind. The, the only majors for blind people in China were music and 
traditional medicine, but I was interested in the law. I believed the law could make society better, but blind people could go to law school. My friend was being abused by a party official. Most lawyers do not want to take the political risks of suing an official, especially if their client is poor. But I wanted to help, so I prepared a lawsuit and we brought it to court. It was that simple and that hard. After, I did many other cases about disabled people, poor farmers, and illegal taxis. That is how I became a barefoot lawyer. Then, in 2005, the CCP started a brutal one-child policy campaign. Party thugs dragged women from their homes for forced abortions and sterilization. Their families were arrested, beaten, tortured. The CCP lied about this, but I could not live with these lies. I could not let these atrocities continue. So I did an investigation and prepared a class action lawsuit, but the CCP blocked the case. So I told the Washington Post, Finally, the world knew the truth about the CCP's brutality. But I was now the enemy of the CCP. They kidnapped me and put me in secret detention. I spent over four years in jail. Then, they locked me and my family in our home. They beat us and took everything, even the last pencil and scrap of paper. Dozens of guards surrounded us 24 hours a day. No one could come near us. To the outside world, the CCP said, Chen Guangcheng is free. To me, they said, how much money can we pay you to make you stop to do human rights work? But my conscience was not for sale. I did not give in. My family did not give in either. They started building a private jail for us. Bus from 
ceiling to concrete floor. It seemed we might die there. But unsparingly, like this, I escaped. It was a miracle. I waited and listened. I climbed over eight walls and broke three bones in my foot. But I crawled on my hands and knees and kept going. Past nine rings of guards out of my village. My wife and daughter pretended I was at home. The guards didn't know I was gone. I found friends and we escaped. In Beijing, American officials brought me to the U.S. Embassy, even with the CCP spies chasing us. However, some people didn't want my kids to upset U.S. CCP relations, but justice prevailed. People insisted my kids mattered, and at last, I came to America with my family. This is a thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> This is a good lesson. Stick by your values, even when those in power pressure you. I made the right choice in going to the American Embassy. America is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It holds the hopes and dreams of humanity. America is a beacon of freedom and a model of democracy. Democracy is not perfect, but it acknowledges its imperfections and can strive to become better. Communist authoritarianism acknowledges no mystics. It is fundamentally opposed to democratic constitutionalism and the rule of law. Like devil to angel, the two are not compatible. Like fire and water, they cannot coexist in the same vessel. The CCP's main enemy at home is the Chinese people. The CCP spends more on monitoring and repressing the Chinese people than it does on its military. Anyone who criticizes will be 
prosecuted. Anyone who exposes the truth, lawyers, activists, journalists, netizens, mothers, teachers, risks being kidnapped, disappeared, tortured, imprisoned. No one can feel safe under CCP rule. The CCP's main enemy abroad is America. The regime tries to weaken the U.S. through propaganda and theft by infiltrating institutions and corroding civil society. The ultimate objectives of the CCP are to destroy universal values, civilized culture, and individual freedom of body and mind. The CCP wants to tear down the vast free market economy, social ethics, and religious beliefs. The Chinese Communist Party not only hurts the Chinese people, it harms people around the world. The CCP has grown wealthy from trade and uses its financial power to influence the international order, but it wants more. The CCP's dictatorial authoritarianism is more dangerous than any weapon of mass destruction. While the CCP remains in power, the world remains in danger. As the world's most powerful democracy, America has a responsibility to rally other nations to stand up to the CCP. America is a place of opportunity, as we see in Chinese, a place where the heavens are high and the birds soar. But to protect our way of life and bring freedom and democracy that people crave around the world. America must confront the CCP regime. This is a challenge, a challenge for democracies, a challenge for each of us, but with challenge, there is opportunity. In Chinese, we have a saying, if you experience no hardship, you will not become a Buddha. Graduates, this is my advice. Rise to your challenges, supported by the pillars of your conscience. It is our collective tendency to do right 
that will finally bring democracy and human rights to people around the world. Even in my darkest hour, I never lost hope. I escaped the clouds of the CCP and now stand before you. This is proof that nothing is impossible. Each of you has boundless strength inside. Use it as long as you persevere and go forward with truth and a firm conscience. Your future will be bright. Use your intelligence, your skills to create the world you want to live in. America's future and the hope of the world rest with you and your generation. Do not fear hardship. Do not fear danger. Go forth with passion and fortitude. Together, we will make miracles. Thank you and good luck. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Thank you. <laughs>